You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to Oklahoma HOF on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. Our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them. Do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, diffieford.net, and then on Instagram at diffiefordlincoln. This episode is brought to you by Hope is Alive. Hope is Alive exists to radically change the lives of drug addicts, alcoholics, and those who love them. Join us on August 11th at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum for a celebration of hope featuring guest speaker Tim Tebow and musical artist Ben Fuller. Find out more and get your tickets at hia10.com. This podcast is brought to you by the Oklahoma Beef Council. On behalf of Oklahoma's beef farmers and ranchers, we want to remind you that beef can be part of a heart-healthy diet. To find heart-healthy beef recipes, go to oklabeef.org forward slash recipes. Link below. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike and your host, back with another episode. Uh, it gives me great pleasure to welcome Derek Loxton into the podcast. Uh, Derek is a para athlete and is fresh off a silver medal at the World Champs in Paris. Mate, congratulations! Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, and see you. Obviously, we're you know for people listening, we're doing this one over Zoom because you're in San Diego right now, where the training camp yeah. is. Um, seems like you've been pretty busy with that, and, and since the start of the yeah. year, training for the World Champs and, and the season that you have in front of you. Um, you know, and, and Paris, obviously, to put Team USA jersey on is pretty, uh, pretty e- epic thing to do, right? Uh, like this is this is stuff you see as as a kid, like with the the Gatlands, the Usain Bolts with Jamaica, like that's that's like those are dream like levels that you you know dream about like doing like that you just do that you you're wanting to do, and and now like as it come into fruition for me. Um, as a para athlete, um, it's definitely awesome, bro. Because I, you know, two four years ago when I first ran my first race, you know, at a Denver Games in Edmond, um, like I, I just felt the impact that I could I could have um, when uh, I'd finished running my hundred meter race, and I had a you know a few MPC kids wanted to like you know see me and meet me in person, and that really like sparked the the um, the idea of running track in my head when uh when I first put on my blade and ran my first race. So yeah, it's definitely and now like living through this and coming back from Paris, like that's that's absolutely different. That that atmosphere over there, the love that they have for their 
their athletes and just the sport in general um, is is definitely cool, Merle. And, and that whole environment was just awesome to be in and um, experience um, for a first-timer uh, at my first Worlds. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely cool. It was definitely cool to experience all that in the, in the last few few months. Yeah, going to Paris is great, but going to Paris on a full, you know, on a paid trip, basically to to do something that you love doing and to compete and to represent the country, you know, it, it's a pretty epic thing to do, especially yeah. as your first time. Like, I mean, talk me through it. How are you feeling? What's the flight over there like? You know, there a lot of you guys going. Like, tell me, tell me about it. So yeah, so like we I, apparently, I guess so. National came around. It, they had they hosted nationals here at Chula Vista the training center, and um, um basically the world team was going to be a lot smaller than the team that they took to Tokyo before. So it was, it was basically cut in half where they were going to take, they're taking 45 people instead of like 70. So making a team was extremely hard this year for, for worlds, but um, we were able, I was able to do it um, at nationals and, and um, get in for long jump. And then um, also being able to run the hundred meters at the, at worlds, uh, that was definitely definitely cool. Not too much. Not the race that I wanted to run, but I mean, just the experience itself was a uh, was definitely great to to be a part of. Um, and um, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely it was definitely hard. Definitely definitely hard. A lot of a lot of dedication and, and um, time in the lab to that uh, that to, to set aside for myself um, to be able to make this team because of the short amount of time I had. To do it, like it's, I mean, we we we're tr- we've been training for the past five months, um, in the ground running. As soon as I came here in, in January, and we haven't looked back since. Me, and my, I have a great coaching staff with Coach Matt, Coach Cruz, um, Gustavo, strength and condition coach, um, great teammates. It's just a good good environment to be in to be able to to make the, the those goals possible um, on making the team and meddling. So definitely, it definitely. Um, help being out here in Chula Vista, um, boosting my chances of, of making the world team mm-hmm. for uh, yeah. summer. Yeah, environment's everything, right? Especially when you got everyone yeah. there, you know, like you said, you got your all your coaches centered around you. You're not worrying about doing everything. You know, they, they're looking yeah. after you and taking care of you every single time. So, yeah, yeah exactly. it, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. And everything's just walking distance, you know, track. You want to go to track, track is like lead right right down there weight rooms you know I have access to the weight room and um sports meds they have a great um trainer squad that uh, that helps um with recovery also you know another plus that you know it's just little stuff like that I mean it's it's not little things but those are things that you, you tend to tend to take for granted um especially with my background in football like that um it's really like there's so many so many players on the team on the football team that trainers have to take care of it's it's very you know hard but these these trainers here you know sp- you know take set aside time to work um work with the with their athletes and and um really put in the work on um trying to figure out how to you know better better our bodies um mm-hmm. for um for the next you know competition that comes up so yeah yeah. So, so you mentioned football there. Tell me a little bit about kind of the dream growing up as a kid, you know, wanting to play football, being in football, I guess that's kind of where the dream starts yeah. in being an athlete. Being an athlete. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I started playing football. I want to say when I was nine or 10, it was little league football. And, um, I remember, 
uh, I, I, first week of practice, we, you know, um, going in a little league, you just, I mean, it's really, I mean, never been playing football. It's like, it's different. And, you know, the first drill that I remember that really like opened my eyes and like, like what, what the game of football like holds and like what it takes was, um, uh, the Oklahoma drill and and if you know if you if you if you're, if you're from Oklahoma you know about the Oklahoma drill and what that what that you know what that man maker of a drill you know uh, brings out of you as as a especially as a kid and I'm wanting to try to play football but you know my love for football grew and uh, more and more as I continued to play um, each year and was able to play in, played in junior high, played in high school and was able to get, get a scholarship to the university of central Oklahoma to, uh, play, play at the collegiate level and, um, earn a scholarship. And, um, so, yeah, I mean, football is like always, has always like been like the main goal and like, you know, trying to get to the next level. And, um, even after my accident, like that was like, that was a goal still like I was knocked off track, but like I was, I was still after I got back on my feet and started, you know, running and, um, you know, starting to uh, gain my confidence back. Um, I, you know, started practicing and then, you know, it got to a point where I was getting looked at by NFL, NFL scouts were coming to practices and, you know, sitting inside and talking to me and, you know, probably my, my, uh, brought back that, uh, that fire that I had before, before my accident on making it to, to the next level. So, yeah, I mean football. I think football will always be, be um, a part of my life. Uh, you know, whether you know later later down the road going into coaching or or um, or what, whatever whatever. But um, yeah, I, I, I love the game of football. Yeah, it's something that you just you know you don't need anything, or you just need a, a ball of some sort, or even a pillow. Like it doesn't matter what it is, you can still just play around in the house and exactly. You know, it, it's like you know soccer for me, real football or rugby, whatever it is. Like yep. it, it, this, it's just it's so simple, right? It's just a ball yes. or something that resembles a ball, and then you yep. make your own field and just get after it. <laughs> and it takes you back to being a kid. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you went to UCO. Um, talk to me a little bit about family. Kind of, you got a got a really close family, big family, small family. Uh, I would say um, small family. Uh, so, um, my family really is like is people that we've that we've come across in our while, um, with our time in Oklahoma. So not but they're fans of, you know, the, the, the things that we've gone through, um, just as people, you know, just, you know, growing together and, and, um, you know, and that's all thanks to my mom. Cause she, she moved us, me and my sister as a single parent, she moved us from Florida to try to start a better life for, for us and trying to, you know, get, a, get us away from, 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 uh, from things that was, was, you know, drawn attention away from us. And, you know, and, um, so she, she made that decision to move from Florida to Oklahoma and, and, you know, start a new life. And, you know, along the way, she, you know, met people, um, for me, the work church that grew that, you know, you know, at times like helped, helped, uh, help by babysitting me and my sister or, you know, bring groceries to the house when needed, like the, like, over time, like that stuff built and like, you know, 
eventually bonded together and, you know, became family. So I have a lot of aunts that aren't like my blood aunt, but that's like, I've known them as an aunt figure, you know, and, and knowing that I could be able to go to them, talk to them, or just, you know, have simple conversations or they always call and check up on me and send me texts or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it's a small, we have a small tight group, but it's definitely like, it's, I, it, that's family. Like, it, you know, I can't paint any other, paint it any other way, um, as that. So, um, but my family's like, it means, my family means a lot to me and, you know, cause I, I come from a uh, little and, and hear my mom's story. She comes from really the, the, the hardest, hardest place of, of coming up uh, from some, growing up in Haiti and moving to the U S as a, as a teenager, like, and having to pick up on, on things quickly to adapt to new surroundings and stuff. And, um, as she says, shares her story of uh, like how she grew up and how she you know, made her way for, for us. And remind me of stories of, of how she did things with us. Uh, it really opens my eyes and like, you know, made me think, think of things differently, um, of like, you know, of what the definition of family is. And, and that's not, you know, it doesn't, family doesn't have to be blood or, or any of that. It's just people that, you know, you can count on and depend on, or, you know, people that are, are wanting good from you and want to want to see good out of you and want to uh, sacrifice just for you to do good. And, you know, so, um, that's definitely, definitely stuff that I learned along the way, um, from my mom. Um, so, and my mom, like my mom's my role model. She's, she's, she's definitely, someone that I look up to, um, even though, you know, at times she, she, uh, was, was kind of tough on us and, you know, um, but that was, that was another role where she picked up on, um, as, as playing both roles of the mother and father figure. So, um, she, she definitely did a great job with me and my sister raising us as a single parent and, you know, providing for us. And, um, so, yeah. Yeah. Mums are the best. There are they're just, you know, we, we don't realize it probably as a, you know, when we're growing up, we just kind of go run around, go out, play football with our friends or whatever it is and come home yeah. and, and eat and whatever. But, you know, we don't get to see a lot of it, but when you look back, you know, you realize that, Oh wow. Like they, they do so much and yeah. shame, like, you know, extremely grateful for, for every mother out there, my mother-in-law, my mom, like, you know, it's just, it's just great, you know, and like, it's, yeah. you know, it's great for you to have that bond and, and have your mother be your role model and, you know, and, and have that, that, that close knit tight community that you can always rely on. Right. I'm sure through, right. through, you know, through times of difficulty or go times of good, like you kind of, the first person you think of probably is your mom because you draw strength from that. And that's, um, yep. there's a lot of power in that. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about the accident. How's, I, I've seen the movie, you know, the Thunder movie, the Michael, uh, shout out to our mutual friend, Michael, who, who kind of helped with that and, and, you know, puts you in the position that you're in. But talk to me a little bit about that. Uh, so, yeah, accident was in September, I was at the beginning of September of 2018. Um, I ended up going out with some friends uh, after a uh, Saturday night game that we had, at a home game in Edmond. We went out and um, I had a few drinks, but, you know, was aware of my surroundings and was, you know, aware of, you know, what was going on. And as the night starts to wind down, I'm reminded uh, I, I don't have a phone at this time. Um, I ended up breaking my phone a week before. Um, so I went the whole week of my accident. I went the whole week without a phone. And um, so the night winds down. I end up going to the bathroom. 
I walk back out and I lose track of my friends as the nightclub's closing down. And um, I walk out and, you know, trying to see see anybody that I recognize and don't see anybody. Walk, end up walking up the road and um, and I start, like, you know, trying to see if, if, you know, I can get a call and make a phone call. Um, I see a gas station, like, a couple, couple ways away. And between me and the gas station is a train. So I'm like, all right, I might as well go to the gas station, make a call to my mom and uh, see if she could pick me up. Instead of going in front of the train, I was able to see the front of the train, but it was kind of ways away. I just went, decided to cut in between the, the, the train where it connects, the cargoes. And as I'm in, trying to get from in between them, the train ends up starting on me and I try to hop from in between it and I trip on the rails of the, the train track rails and um, end up hitting my head on the gravel and I black out, like I, I basically knocked out and I wake up and, um, it's like, it's like quiet and silent. And, um, I didn't really, I think it was, I think I was out for quite a bit, like, but I don't think it was that long. Um, the train was like long gone. Um, and I try to get up and I feel like a little tingling on my end of my leg and I lift my leg up and my foot's gone and I'm like, Oh gosh. And um, I lay my head back down. I'm like, dang. And like now, it's like all these thoughts are going through my head. Like, you know, like I just got I just got done playing in the football game, you know. And now I'm like laying on the side of the track with my foot foot gone. I'm just thinking about my mom, coaches, like everything, everything. And I basically I was like, I was always like playing on just laying there and dying, like just bleeding out and just not even. Not even making an attempt to, to to find help, and um, after probably like two minutes, I just I just like no, I can't, I can't just lay here. And it just it just didn't feel like I'm just like in my mind, like my my mindset just switched quickly and, and realized that like, I just can just lay there. So I pop up, hop to the back to that main road that I came from, and try to wave a few cars down. Two or three cars come like pass by. Just I'm screaming for help, like help, 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 and no one stops. I'm like, I'm like looking, it's like, I'm starting to get cold now. I'm like, so I hop and um, down the road that I came from, probably not too far, but um, late. And then I see a light post and I just lay my back up against the light post. And this is like, I'm starting to get woozy. Like I'm starting to lose a lot of blood. I'm basically about to go back out. And I'm lucky enough, a car stops and it's a lady and she calls 911. Right as about right as I'm about to go out, ambulance come and they get me on a stretcher, rush me to the hospital. And um, the first people, the first people that I see when I wake up in the hospital, as they like taking my clothes off and everything, was uh, was my mom and my aunt. And um, I was like, dang. And I, I saw her and I looked at her and she t- tears in her eyes and I'm like, damn. And the first words I say was that I was sorry. Um, and just, I don't know, that was just, like, the first thing that probably was probably, like, I'm sorry. Because I knew, like, when I was thinking back at the track, like, when I was laying there, I was thinking, like, how foolish am I? Like, that, like all, all the stuff that, you know, she did. I was basically scared to come back to her as, like, you know, as coming back to her as with the missing foot and whatnot. But just thinking about, like, all the stuff that, that she did, sacrifices that she made for me and my sister, like, all the, the stuff just, you know, all that and me earning a scholarship to, you know, to help, you know, with her and her, the funding for her and sending that money towards my sister for her scholarship. Like, 
and now like basically feel, I felt like I was just all a waste like at that moment. So like that was like the reason for why I, why I said I was sorry. And um and then she you know she calmed me down. My her and my aunt was talking to me and they like, calmed me down. And so I was basically in the hospital for about two months. I went through I went through eight surgeries in my time being there. Um, dealt with the infection in my leg. Um, it was like a long, it was a long period of time where I was like, I felt like I was never going to get out of the hospital. Um, but I ended up getting out after two months and, um, ended up going back home, um, where I was, uh, rooming that rooming with the, the three other roommates. And, um, I basically was just like, they lost. It was a confusing time because I was sophomore in college. Uh, you know, don't, I mean, it was just, it was just tough and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And, um, so, but, um, I ended up starting, um, home therapy, um, just a little light stuff to get me back, get, just gain, just to gain my strength back. And, um, end up going after that, just, once I get my get, gain my strength back, started walking around on crunches. Uh, I ended up going to Mercy Hospital to to do physical therapy. Um, I was probably doing it three times a week, I would say. Um, and um, as the year years the year closed down, I was just thinking, and um, I, had a, I I get a visit from my one of my uh, physician coaches, and um, you know at first he just talked to me, just catching up, seeing how I was doing. And um, he showed me a video of uh, this amputee girl that did gymnastics. And um, after like seeing that video, I was I was just amazed because of you know it was just it was a, it was a younger girl, you know, being able to you know do something athletic with a, a missing limb. Like that was that was like new to me because I didn't really know much about para, uh, para the Paralympics or just you know the life of an amputee. Like I just didn't know. I didn't really you know. Dude, I didn't do any research. I was just really depressed and, and out of it. Um, but after seeing that video, that like opened my eyes tremendously. Um, it, it gave me a lot of hope um, that I would be able to, you know, at least you know, get back on my feet and you know, do something um, with myself. Um, and then, so I got my first prosthetic in January and started walking around. Um, but I was still, you know, a little shaking in. My confidence was was still shot. Um, wasn't really going to class just because of just how I wasn't comfortable with who I was at the time. Um, but what helped me out um, quickly um, with all that was um, regroup um, regrouping with the team and being able to work out with the team. That that really helped me a lot because um, they didn't look at me like as the amputee. There, they they looked at me as as you know, one of one of them, one of the guys that's you know on the team that's just you know also just trying to make their way and and, and do work towards something that's uh, that's uh, that's bigger than, than than themselves, and um that's like that really like you know, helped me out and being able to you know joke around and and have a good time with uh, my teammates was was definitely uh, peacemaking to me um, when I needed it. So and. Um, so that whole semester of 2019, beginning of 2019, the spring, I just was just working out. Summer rolls around. I ended up starting, you know, starting to pick up on running, how to run, and 
and, you know, doing, you know, training um, on my own, but also, you know, like staying on top of my physical therapy. And I get back on the field the fall of 2019, not able to play, but um, I'm on the practice squad and, and, you know, just scout team, just, you know, giving good looks. But I took that time, um, even though I was just practicing, I took that time to prepare myself for the next year, 2020, when I, because I knew I was going to eventually get back on the field and play like football again. I took that time um, to, that practice time to just to practice like game speed, like everything was game speed and practice. Like, I took every day as, as if it was a game myself. Um, and um, so that really helped me out going into 2020. And then um, as 20, as the spring of 2020 starts to wind down, COVID hit. And that like, that crushed me because I was like, it was like last month, it was like the last, because we're about to go into summer break. And it was like around that time where, you know, you know, finals are coming and school's ending. And I'm like, all right, now I just got the summer and then hit, hit the ground running in, in, in um, the fall for the season and COVID hit. And that just like, that left everything up in there because it's like, no one knew when anything was going to go back to normal. Like, it was just like, everybody was stuck in the house. And I was like, man, I can't even go to the field. Like, they shut the school down. Like, didn't have access to the field. And I was just like, damn. So during that time I really just like did did drills like and workouts at home like in the backyard just on my own as I was also working at Amazon delivering packages and that was like that was crazy itself too because the whole the whole system was just like they just throw you in a van and you you have a you know a truck full of packages delivered, which was cool. Cause I was like, a, I was a big loner. And so I didn't have to worry about, you know, working with others or they just sent me on the road with, you know, delivered packages. So I thought that was really cool. A cool period of time when I was working at Amazon. <laughs> uh, and then, so I did that for the whole summer and fall working at Amazon. Um, and um, we're able to go back to practice, but the season was basically canceled. Um, for 2020. So fast forward to 2021 and I was able to get back on the field the fall 2021 played the season, but, uh, there was a lot of, a lot of like, uh, things, issues with coaches, um, that I feel like, you know, didn't play out in my favor or how I thought it should have, um, I ended up earning a starting position at line. They, I got moved to linebacker at the beginning of 2021 and um, earned this earned earned the starting position at, at a linebacker, and um, guys, you know, coach ended up you know bringing in some guys from recruiting and from JUCOs, and you know they end up playing over me, and you know it was just it is what it is, and and um, really cut a lot of my playing time that I thought I I you know fought for um, during that time of you know preparation, but. Um, there's a lot of learning. There's more learning from, 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 from all that than, you know, my desires of, uh, you know, playing and, you know, showing my showcase, my talents. Um, the whole, it was just, it was just a whole, it was a great process because I sh had the opportunity to show, you know, other, you know, kids like Elijah, uh, Elijah was a kid that, um, you know, I met at my first track meet and, he ended up starting. He ended up starting playing football his, himself um, as a single amputee, and his is from birth. But you know, seeing him live out his dreams, playing little league football, also baseball, and like doing all these sports like that, 
that really, you know, made me happy and made me open my mind on like realizing that, you know, even though I was upset that I didn't earn the playing time um, or then wasn't given the playing time that I thought I deserved. It opened my eyes to see like that what I what I'm doing is bigger than me and myself. So, you know, I'm I'm you know, basically uh you know, making a path a, a way for, you know, showing others that it is, you know, possible, you know, to do stuff that like this as a as a uh, as an amputee or you know, someone with a dis- disability. So, um what was that? 2021, 2022 comes around. And then, so I'm now starting to build up and get back in the track. And, um, I ended up getting a call from coach Cruz, um, which is a coach here at Chula Vista. And he ends up telling me, giving me a lot of details of, you know, the whole para world and what track and field like holds for Paralympic athletes. And that was right at a time he came, he called at a great time. Cause that was at a time where, I didn't really know what I was like, how to get into Paralympics, you know, that mm-hmm. no one really, you know, sat down and talked to me and, you know, gave me a blueprint. It was just something I was like, maybe I just go to a track meet and, you know, somebody will see me or something, you know? And um, so um, he called it a great time, beginning of 2022, and, you know, told me and broke everything down for me. And um, basically that whole year, I, you know, was, you know, training track, you know, I ran at four track meets that year, the whole year, but was also finishing up school and working. And so I ended up graduating in December and got invited to, to join the development program here at Chula Vista. Mm-hmm. And that was also great to, to, to have play out in my favor. Um, and, you know, being able to train full time here at Chula Vista, San Diego, like it's, I mean, it really doesn't like coming from seeing this coming from Oklahoma, you know, to seeing mountains every day and like beautiful weather and being able to train full time, you know, it is insane. And I never would have thought of like the year 2022, beginning of 2022, that this would be my life. But, you know, you know, God has a, a special way of, you know, re- um, restoring things that, you know, that, uh, that you earned, but just on his timing, you know, and, and I'm just happy to be able to, you know, live live out my life, and, you know, be able to do something, you know, a sport that I'm I'm con- continue to grow a love for. Um, I didn't really love track when I first came here. I'm not, you know, it was just something that they told me, and you know, I thought it would be something cool to do and and um, be a part of. But now it's like just coming from our first worlds and coming out as, as a civil silver silver medalist. Um, with only six months of training that, you know, that you just don't make that up. So, um, that's definitely, that's definitely helped me, um, with, with, uh, my love for track and what I, what I have, um, to offer in a world of track and, you know, what's to come. So definitely, definitely excited for, for, um, next year's games in Paris again, and, um, being able to hopefully come out with the gold medal. And, um, honestly, like, this world was crazy because, you know, um, my, with my main event being long jump, I'm going to get up against, you know, some of the best long jumpers and let alone the best long jumper in the world with, within Marcus Rim in Germany. Like he's, he set the bar so high for, for, um, for, um, amputee jumpers, long jumpers. And, um, he's, you know, being able to meet him and see him jump live is just, 
was just something special. But it, you know, it, it opens my eyes to see what what I have to work on and what I could possibly be like or you know better. Um, hopefully, um, when next year comes around and, and you know be able to um, put up a good match against him and, and others. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely it's definitely I'm growing a lot of love for for track and field um, as as time goes along. Yeah. Yeah. You've got the bug, right? Like you've got the, you know, it's like yeah. when someone in my world, like when someone hits their first golf shot and they're like, okay, now I got to chase this for the rest exactly. of my life. It's, <laughs> like, it's like, dang, what, okay. What if, what if I could do this a little bit better than that? Right. You know, it's like, yeah. So yeah. yeah what, uh, what you said you graduated in December. What was your degree in? Uh, criminal justice. Okay. For law enforcement. Okay. So that's the, just, that's like kind of like maybe the plan down the road is, is to get into law enforcement. So it was when I first went to college, but okay. it changed after like my accident, like, sure. you know, so it's like, oh, maybe something outside of law enforcement. I, I think I'll probably use my degree in, um, mm-hmm. in that, but, um, um, I want to get into, you know, public speaking, um, you know, doing speaking engagements, um, but also, um, hopefully maybe, you know, becoming a coach and, you know, mm. and try to, you know, get back in, in that, that side of things. Um, yeah. So I, mean, I don't, I don't know yet. I'm still, you know, I'm still a day-to-day guy. That's <laughs> all right. Uh, you, you, talking yeah. to, talking to coaches, tell me about your relationship with coach Mac. Oh, coach Mac. Yeah. Big daddy coach Mac. Um, he is a character. Uh, I met him at a developmental camp in 2022, um, in October and, um, you know, being able to work with him, he's, you know, he's, he's very knowledgeable and, and gifted in that side of, uh, having a good eye for, for, you know, track, um, and, um, a good eye for his athletes and what, you know, things that, things that we need to work on. Um, and, you know, I mean, I mean, me being a prime example, like I'm, I'm glad that was, I'm, I'm, I'm a prime example of his, his work and you know what he's done and what he's invested in in me um within the last five months of training like he's we've done a lot of a lot of stuff um and he set aside uh, like a lot of time to you know plan out things that you know could help me within long jumping in, in my um 100 meter races while also coaching others you know he coaches online and also um um foreign foreign um athletes so i guess He's, he has his plate full as as it is, and but he's he's you know good at balancing uh, all of that, um, and you know making making all of us better um, at the same time. So uh, definitely, I think a lot of a lot of thanks to goes to, goes to Coach Mac and you know time that and effort that he put in um, towards me and, and helping me get to to the to worlds and helping me win a silver medal um, mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. That was that definitely special. Yeah. I want, I want to go back to a little bit about, um, just kind of like, you know, you're talking about, you know, being around kids, right. And it kind of puts it into perspective and, and obviously this is just bigger than you realize then that it's bigger than yourself, right. The, you know, yeah. everything that happens happens for a reason. And, and there's ways, two ways to look at things. And, you know, obviously it's not ideal what happened, but at the same time, you've made the best of what happened right you know you're, right. you're you have the you know you have the stars and stripes on your chest you know you're, you're, yeah. you're traveling around the world as a professional athlete um how do you go about kind of spreading the word telling your story and doing more of that just to make sure that you know you get the word out and show people that no matter what struggles they're going through you know 
you've you know pretty much gone through the worst case of, of things that could happen, right? You know, you look back yeah. at those dark moments and, and how do you get through that? How do you, how do you relate that to people? Uh, honestly, it's like, like you said, me, like that connection I have with, with, uh, young, younger kids is, is being a kid yourself and having that kid mindset, honestly, um, being always open to learn new things. I mean, that, as a kid, you always like question stuff and always like, you know, wonder, why are things like this? And, you know, and, and, you know, always wondering, wondering, um, you know, little things, but also enjoying, enjoying the time that you're in, you know, and, and enjoying, enjoying, you know, you know, little, little, little things, um, in itself. And I feel like I've done that's That's helped me a lot, like in my journey back, back to football and back to back now, or yeah, back, um, onto the track, um, is having a child mindset and, and, you know, you know, being, being, um, patient and, and enjoying the, enjoying the moment and time that I'm, that I'm in, you know, and, um, that's something I didn't used to do at first, you know, and when I, before my accident, I, I, I was just fast paced and like always, you know, was, you know, distracted by and putting my time and energy towards things that didn't need me doing, you know, and, um, and, um, but I'm able to say that because I've like lived it and learned from it, you know, and, and now, you know, being in a position I am, I mean, I'm in now, it's like, it's definitely cool. And I'm being more of a kid every day. Like, you know, just wanting to learn more about long jumping and, um, and the details, um, of it, um, in itself and learning about other disabilities, um, and, you know, learning about other stories, other people's stories, I guess it's been, been great, but I would say just keeping that child mindset and 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 having and enjoying the process, enjoying the process. That's that's also a big one. Is enjoying the process and knowing that you know there's going to be hard days that come along. Like that's that's just life in itself. And and um, but you know it's, it's it depends on your mindset on how you you deliver you receive that that um you know those moments and well, well like if you're willing enough to to um flip it and make something good of it and, you know, um, becoming strong from it. So, so yeah, I would probably say, say, yeah, just having that child mindset and enjoying the process. Yeah. Well, sick, man. I want to thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. For people listening, I'll put the link to the steps, uh, movie that's out and that was in part yeah. of Brooklyn city thunder and also uh, link to your Instagram as well, man. And, uh, I look all forward right. to seeing you. I uh, wish you all the best the rest of the year and, uh, look forward to connecting when you come back to Oklahoma city. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it, man. All right, dude. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. All right, brother. I'll see you. Bye. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at oklahomahof. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, amazing sponsor they do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in oklahoma they're a huge supporter of oklahoma and without their support we wouldn't be able to do what we do and our third sponsor is diffie ford lincoln down in el reno now this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine um play a lot of golf together i've bought my cars from them do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned 
Oklahoma business. Down in El Reno, they're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. This episode is brought to you by Hope is Alive. Hope is Alive exists to radically change the lives of drug addicts, alcoholics, and those who love them. Join us on August 11th at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum for a celebration of hope featuring guest speaker Tim Tebow and musical artist Ben Fuller. Find out more and get your tickets at HIA10.com. This podcast is brought to you by the Oklahoma Beef Council. On behalf of Oklahoma's beef farmers and ranchers, we want to remind you that beef can be part of a heart-healthy diet. To find heart-healthy beef recipes, go to oklabeef.org forward slash recipes. Link below. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.